The views and opinions expressed as part of this podcast in no way represent those held by American Football Ireland. As always, guys, this podcast is just a bit of crack, so please, no giving out. Hello and welcome to the whole preview episode of the domestic game. Uh, we are your hosts. Okay. And I'm Kelly Dwyer. So let's get down to it. So, uh, Division 2 first. Uh, I suppose we'll get a bit of admin in here. Um, Saturday, July 8th at Dundalk uh, Rugby Club, 2pm. Uh, this is the Wexford Eagles who are currently undefeated against the Causeway Giants. Uh, speaking to us here for the D2 Bowl preview, we have uh, Fionn Malloy from the uh, North Dublin Pirates. Fionn, how are things? We good, Joe, yeah. Pleasure to be on the show. Great. Um, so just give us a bit of um, bit of a background. Obviously, um, talk about how the Pirates, how you feel the Pirates season's gone so far. Obviously, um, on paper anyway, it seemed to go a bit better and a bit more smoothly than uh, last year. So maybe you could give us a bit more insight, maybe how you came up against both these teams and yeah, just kind of break down how your season went. Yeah, I guess we'll probably start off with the slightly unusual D2 setup this year. Obviously, most people will know now that we've come to the end of the season. Four teams in it, so all four teams made the bowl. It was an interesting dynamic. I think personally, from the Pirates' point of view, uh, it was the right call for us, certainly this season, to be able to play in that kind of setup and get as much football in as possible. And the key for us was competitive football. We couldn't finish the season last season, so a major goal for the the off the field targets of the team were certainly to be able to complete out all of the scheduled season that we had this year and then we were going to have the bonus of, of that playoff game as well which I guess depending on, on how you look at it whether you had a great season uh, like the Eagles did or a season like ourselves where maybe the on field football wasn't quite where we wanted to it was an interesting dynamic never been a, a playoff game in the Pirates history uh, and I, as I alluded to there the season kind of, it, it didn't go as we would hope on the pitch. We we only got one win. That was by forfeit when Trinity unfortunately folded. Uh, we've been in that position last year. So you never like to see that from any team, especially when the, when it's a small division. But we, we played the Giants twice. There was a bit of a kerfuffle with the with the Eagles at the start of the season. We, we had to postpone on that game until later on in the season because a, an ambulance didn't show up and then once we went to try and rearrange that second game for the Eagles, uh, we couldn't get it. We couldn't get a date agreed. It was supposed to fall right around Father's Day. We couldn't get a team Sunday. They couldn't get, or we couldn't get a team Saturday. They couldn't get a team Sunday. So, in the end, I've only got inside in one of the games for the Eagles, and we've played the Giants three times now this season. For us, I think uh, our best games of the season came against the Giants. We started off the season a little bit rocky against them. They scored on the kind of first couple of plays. Uh, and fair to some, they were very well drilled at the start of the season. And we kind of grew ourselves into that game. And then we faced them again later towards the end of the season. And that was a much more competitive game. That was, there was only one point in it. I think it was uh, eight to six, eight to seven. Uh, and we got a good score against them. And that was a really tight game. And then just there gone in the playoff game, really competitive game of football as well. I think by far the best game we played in all season where both teams were able to move the ball. There was some good defensive stands and great offensive play. I think that's a credit as we look forward to the, the D2 Bowl. I think that's a real credit to to Cohen and the head coach there in the joints. He really takes advantage of any kind of video that he has from the previous games. He has the guys very well drilled. They've got excellent numbers. They had excellent numbers when we played them through the season. And they seem to have grown it as well as the season goes on into the playoffs. They had they had really strong numbers for the playoffs. A lot of teams struggle to get to get that retention going once the long season and the kind of the bodies start to drop as the as the season progresses and injuries start to mount up as you guys will know so yeah it was really interesting playing them I, I definitely felt we were much better matched up I think the story on the opposite side of this D2 bowl is obviously the Eagles Joe as you mentioned on the intro undefeated they really have looked like the class of D2 once again a fantastic coach they have there and Joe Clark come down from the the Premier Division last season with the with the South Dublin Panthers obviously having previously coached the Wexford Eagles uh, before they kind of dipped in and have now come back again. So they're a super well-drilled team. They played us really well. We were, we were proud of how we stuck up given the difficulties we had during the season. We held up kind of 
three quarters and they really got most of their points in the second quarter against us, but they did it very efficiently and very effectively. So we don't know whether whether some players got swapped in, but we were proud of our first first uh, first quarter stance. It was a problem area that the Pirates had this year of, especially on the defense, allowing, allowing early scores that put us down, that really put us in a hole. And it's hard to play good football when you're in a hole. So that was certainly something that impacted our season so far. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to say, it's great to see the Pirates back. And, you know, I think that uh, it wasn't quite the same with Ouches last year. So, you know, credit to you for that. And I, I just, exactly like you said, if those are your attainable goals, then you've achieved them. And I think that's really important for your first year, you know, kind of rebuilding the team is to pick attainable goals. So fair play to you and everybody. And I have to say the communications from the Pirates has really been on point this year. It's been very, very enjoyable. So credit to to Ollie there in under centre doing um fantastic work for the league. Um so yes, as you said, like this upcoming bowl, Giants and Eagles. So we have a few a little bit of insight from our, our AFI insider. So if I focus just on the Giants, you know, his uh his three uh word game, let's say, is Giants, you know, one small step. And so what he means by that is that while they are certainly the underdogs in this one, which I think is fair to say they are the underdogs, let's say, their one small step could be considered a giant leap for all the future Causeway Giants. By reaching a bowl, not only do they gain valuable experience and raise the prestige of the club, but they could potentially get promoted off the back of this win, win or lose. And then, you know, the other side then with the Eagles, uh, promote, Eagles, promote. Those are the, that's the three, uh, the three words for this game. So following their uh, relegation in 2022, and also like, as you've alluded to, a delayed kind of comeback to the, to the league at one point I think we were wondering if we were actually going to see them at all just from all the the forfeits and rescheduling that um that went on but the Eagles anyway have rebounded emphatically running wild all over the division with their patented triple option-esque offense can't look to 2024 just yet as a sensible job is still required to win this bowl game so um if you were to discuss the matchups between the the Eagles and the Giants coming into this bowl kind of who or what do you think is uh that we're going to see I think let's start on the Giants and I, I do agree with them. I think it's the great opportunity for them. Winning football games is very important for retention, especially as the teams grow. Uh, it's something that the the Pirates are, are aiming to do. And obviously, as you mentioned, the, the COVID year really, for whatever reason, hit our squad particularly hard and we did need that tough year last year. And now, as I said, the attainable goal of just finishing out the season this year. So I think for the Giants... You hit the nail on the head. It is a giant leap for them, but it's one that they need to take. It will raise the prestige. On the pitch, I think what stands out to me for the Giants is they know what they do well. And that's really step one of being a good football team is knowing where your strengths are and being able to apply them on the pitch. They do have a tricky offense. We faced them three times and it looked slightly different every time we faced them. So... They've been working on that in the background. They know where their quality skill guys are. They have a heap of running backs, all of which are very good. And I think on the offensive side of things, the the Giants will come in with a very clear game plan. As I said, uh, Coach Yal there that they have does a very good job having the guys prepared and being very game aware, situationally aware within the game. They can go fast, they can go up-tempo, and they can also take their time and really run it right down your throat if they need to, especially in the short yards. That's something the Pirates saw in the two regular season games. If they need to, they're very comfortable putting all the big boys in and really grinding those one-two yards, especially around the, the third and short area and the fourth and short area. They're not afraid to go for those. So I think that's going to be hugely important, and that's important for controlling momentum and momentum in, in ball games, those one and done games is hugely important. On the defensive side, they need to be very prepared. That's something they can be. Uh, they're certainly good at swarming the ball. But the Eagles, as we as we start to look at them, what they do very well is they always change the point of attack. It's very hard to know in advance of the snap where the Eagles are going to attack from. They use a lot of pre-snap motions. They use a lot of plays off those motions. Sometimes it's involved and sometimes it's not. So it's very hard to get a read on where exactly the ball is going to go at the start of their plays. And while 
the giants have a very experienced defense with a lot of great athletes on it. I think that's going to be their huge challenge is knowing the video and knowing the preparation. How much can they get right on the day to be able to stem this, particularly the running game of the Eagles because they know how to find holes and they know how to go deep once they've done that. They have a lot of quick athletic guys. Focusing more on the Eagles, I think one thing that stood out to them that has re or to us playing them this season that has really driven, I think it's fair to say the blueprint for the Pirates for the next season, something that we're working on is fitness. The guys are fast and they're fit and they're able to go the length of the field at any point during the game. They're very patient. As I said, when we played them, we, we were really proud of that defensive stand we put up against them in the first quarter. We, I, I believe we went up, I think it's the only time in the season at all that the Eagles have been down at any point. Uh, and then they really turned that screw in the, in the second quarter and they went for it then. Uh, and they, they put up, I think, three, four scores in that fourth quarter and then we were able to, to gather ourselves back up and, and put the brakes on a little bit. So I think for them, it's going to be stay calm when we, when we face them. And I'm not going to blow the trumpet of the Pirates by any means. They're fully except that we, we struggled on the pitch. But one thing we did do is we managed to generate an early turnover off the run game, and then we managed to generate an early turnover off the pass game as well. And so for the Eagles, the key is they have the ability, they have the players, and they have the offensive scheme. It's just about in this big game, the ball game where you're a favorite, just stay calm, regain your composure like they did against us, and really push. And I think the same is fair to say for the Eagles' defense as I did for the Giants defenses they're very well prepared they're very fast and they hit hard and really in a ball game there's not much more you can ask from your defense especially in this D2 we're still trying to bring in that game footage we're getting much better this season teams sharing footages but as we go into this ball game it's always hard to know it's a one game it's a prep for a single team you're going to have all your best weapons that you possibly can available to you so it's going to be very hard to know what's coming in advance the Giants know what they're very good at. And so if you can figure out a way to stop the short game and contain the outside runs, I think that's where the key for the Eagles defense is going to be. But the, the Giants are more than capable of, of threatening in the air and on the ground. I think that that's fantastic insight. So thank you very much for that. And before we move on to Craig and start covering um, the D1 bowl, can I push you then for a, for a prediction? Like, who do you think is going to be lifting that D2 cup? Yeah, look, I'm not going to rock the boat too much. We played the guys. We have tremendous respect for the Giants. We played them in three gay, great games uh, this season. But I think it's hard, to, it's hard to look past the Eagles. They had a fantastic season. They were the class of the field in the regular season. I think it would be unfair to go against them now in the ball game just for the sake of an upset. So I'm going to take the Eagles... Uh, I think they're going to have a little bit more experience, a little bit more canny. It's going to be a huge occasion for the Giants. So I'd probably take a two-score margin for the Eagles in the D2 Bowl. Covering the Division One Bowl, uh, we have uh, Craig Dooley from the Kildare Crusaders. Obviously, Kildare played both the D1 Bowl uh, finalists twice this year. Um, this year's final, obviously, is taking place between Leuven Mavericks and the UL Vikings. Uh, this game will be at Gary Owen Rugby Club in Limerick. It'll be kicking off 2 o'clock on Sunday, July 9th. So, uh, Craig, uh, how's things? Oh, good. Um, been a long time since we've uh, properly played a match together. <laughs> yeah, has, 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 yeah. Um, so just, I suppose, for, for the uninitiated, just uh, give a bit of a background to yourself. Uh, you know, obviously, you played Crusaders, we know this, Um just what position you play and how you think your season's gone so far with the Crusaders. I've uh, been with the Crusaders since they started in 2017, but I started playing football back in, what now, 2014. Started with the South Kildare Soldier Utes. Uh, so far this season, I played every position except uh, kicker and punter. Yeah, it, was a, it was a strange old season. The UL, they're, they're a tough team now. The the boys, like especially when I was playing quarterback, their D line is just something else. Like every play, I was it felt like I was getting hit by eight lads. No joke. Um, <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, the 
they're just such a well-drilled team. Like any time we played them over the last two years, they're just so well-drilled. They know exactly what they're doing. They have like, they're one of the only teams I've ever seen run a no huddle offense. You know, they just get straight up to the line, one word and it's called like, I've, I've been around a long time and that takes some work to do that. Yeah, it does. And the fitness fitness as well um, really does have to be there. And we're actually seeing like a, a move like more so towards the, the no huddle, I think probably led more so by the Premier Division because our bowl last year was entirely no huddle. But um, before we get um, anywhere near the, the Shamrock Bowl, let's focus in on this um, this D1 bowl. So I have, again, from the... the um, from the AFI Insider, just taking a moment about the Mavericks. How well, actually, before we move on to that, how how have the Crusaders actually fared against the Mavericks? Do you feel? To be honest, the the first match we played, it, it wasn't really the Crusaders. You know, it, it was what thirty five nil final score, thirty eight nil or something. But you know, as, as we all said on the team at the half, it was it was seven nil or it was seven nil yeah. going into the half, and then it just spiraled after that in the second half uh, the semi-final was more of a accurate representation of the the skill of both teams there yeah yeah and, and what do you think the difference was uh to be honest we we just had momentum like going into the final three or four games there we went on a four game winning streak and funnily enough we actually had less players each match you know we we started the season with about 25 players two and two and then you know the four games we won we ended up having uh 16 17 18 players but it was just you know pure determination from the lads they they never gave up no matter what yeah yeah quality not quantity that works eh um so then to move on to our our mavericks and our vikings matchup so the the three uh three word game to describe this game so mavericks top fun mavericks a storybook season may yet have a fairy tale ending. Deserve all the plaudits coming their way, regardless of a bowl result. They put the fun in functional. And then Vikings, we have purple people eaters. The Vikings are allowing 6.25 points per game. No, this is not a typo, by the way. Less than a score per game. That's what they allow. They looked um, the part up until the third quarter of the AFI one bowl in 2022. This year... Uh, they are the part. As lovely a story as the Mavs are, these Vikings are more than ready to finish their own story and reach the Premier Division. So what are your thoughts on this upcoming matchup between the Vikings and the Mavericks? Who and where do you think is going to shine during this this game? The the Vikings O-line. They're they're gonna be the the big determinant. Like the they're just gonna control the whole thing. Just having Finn run behind them, they're they're not gonna be stopped, I'd say. If they're all on point, game over. Yep. You see it going anyway, similar to the first game between them. Obviously, they played last month, and that was fairly low scoring. But I think was there a weather delay in that one or something, or um, because it was, it was very low scoring. Um, going into that game, especially myself, I'd have thought you know the likes of say Nathan Harty and uh Finn, obviously would have been putting up scores left, right, and center. But obviously, I think we we saw the. Uh, the defences for both those teams shine through and then obviously um, yourselves then in the playoff game with the Mavericks that was a very tight game as well very low scoring do you see that kind of going the same way there this Sunday or do you maybe see uh, those two young QBs maybe shining a bit more in a, in a high pressure situation it'll, it'll definitely be be a shootout I'd say you know the both defences have been amazing this season for the lads but I think it's time for the two QBs to shine as they've proved all season long, they can do it. And I suppose then, uh, if we had to maybe push you for a result, obviously with with how much you've been playing um, these two teams in the past, obviously you've only played the Vikings once, but with how that game went, you might feel one way or the other about the Vikings. Obviously, you've a lot of uh, games with the Mavericks over the years. Um, I suppose, who would you like to see go through first? Um, and then who would be your pick for the Division 1 champions? I I'd like to see the the Vikings win. I've I've always had great time for the lads. You know, made made some good friends over the years, especially on the under twenties Ireland team. 
And uh, I honestly think they'll they'll pull through. The the Mavs won't stand a chance, I'd say. Bold statement. Bold statement. Yeah. Not a chance. Um if could we push you for a score prediction then if you're if you're gonna be that bold about it? Ooh. Um I'm gonna say 42-14 Vikings. Going, 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 going big. He's taking the over anyway. Uh, Craig, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate the insight. Um, obviously, as a, as a player has come up through the ranks yourself, you, you know, there's a good bit of experience there. Um, so we do appreciate you coming on and uh, giving you a bit of insight there. No worries. Thank, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, the final game then, I suppose, on our preview for the last week and a half left in the in the kitted season. Uh, it feels weird saying that. It's been such a quick season. It's flown by. Um, we have a rematch of last year's Shamrock Bowl. Uh, this year we have UCD taking on the Rebels. The Rebels coming into this one undefeated again in the regular season. Uh, UCD off the back of two losses to the Rebels so far this season. For this preview, we have uh, Ayumu Money from the Cork Admirals and Coach Phil Gunning from the Belfast Trojans. Guys, how are we doing today? Thanks so much, Thanks for having us. Good, good, good. Um, I suppose, obviously, it's a bit of a tough one for, for both of you coming off and the playoff results from last weekend. Um, I suppose, Coach, uh, Coach Phil, we'll go to you first. Um, how... Obviously, with new QB coming into the system, uh, Dominic Lynn, and coming in kind of halfway through the season as well through injury, how do you think the season's gone um, for yourselves? Yeah, like the um, season, you know, um, say went well on, on reflection. You know, like it's hard to be too downbeat, you know, changing all coaching staff and new offense, new defense, and, you know, a lot of new players as well coming in and, and be disappointed with kind of like an age at the semifinal stage. Um, but yeah, we... Um, I guess throughout the year, you know, lots of ups and downs. Um, you know, we came in the first game, played UCD. Um, you know, we lost 34-3 in that game. Um, but, you know, between Dom's injury and, um, you know, our other quarterback was unavailable after the game, you know, we started quick QB3 on, on notice of, like, you know, 30 minutes before the game, essentially. Um, and to kind of not get blown out in that game was quite good. Um, I'm not lie, the first pass that he threw was, like, a 35-yard sideline fade in, and, like, it was complete, and it was just like, this might work, but you know, ultimately it kind of didn't pan out that way in the first game. Um, but UCD are a really well-drilled team. Um, you know, kind of took advantage of some of the experience that we had. Um, continued kind of through a little bit of a rocky start, you know, to the Cowboys game, which we narrowly won um, 7-0, but then kind of had a little bit of a break. Um, you know, Josh came back into the starting lineup at QB, um, you know, kind of took command of things then, you know, for the next stretch. Um, you know, kind of comfortably won the Knights game and then coming into, you know, play undefeated Cork in our first home game. Um which was a real narrow loss as well. Um, and then, yeah, the break after that, then, um, you know, Dom, Dom sort of ankle had healed, you know, came back in. And, uh, yeah, you know, went on a little bit of a run after that. Um, and then ultimately towards the end of the season, just yeah, fell to the Rebels twice. Um, but look, you know, with the exception of the two finalists, you know, every other game we played, we kind of won or lost by less than a score. Um, so it's kind of hard to be, be too annoyed at that. Yeah, definitely. And I was going to say that I think one of the things that the Trojans do really well is hosting games and you seem to play your best um, at that. So can you talk about that, the game day environment that, that we get in, in Derrimore? Yeah, it's class, to be honest. Um, obviously, you know, um, like I got to play in it last season, um, you know, and like the energy is completely different. Like um, and at the end of our 2022 season, um, we had to go and play away in Cork and we needed a win to make it into the playoffs. And remember like a lot of guys just standing on the sideline after four straight home years just like where's the juice this is just so quiet and like you know so like that, that was a big focus this year and kind of like making sure that we didn't have the same issue but um yeah no like the home game the environment's class i mean you know like we've hundreds of people there at every game you know there's loads of kids you know i was late going into the locker room um at halftime one of our games this season and uh like as i was walking in so like five ten minutes late there was just streams i mean like dozens of kids running all of the field to come and do uh, like little quarterback challenges to wear a t-shirt and stuff like it's it's just so great um you know we could put um uh, a kid from a scouts group um you know reached out and just said like my dad took me to the game last year and it was class can you guys like come down and show us how to play football and some of the guys went down and then we brought them up for um doing a coin toss our last home game and stuff so like it was like all of that's great um i like ultimate like look 
ultimately it's to you know market the sport better and grow it and you know hopefully get some recruits out of it in terms of the exposure that it gives us but yeah it's, it's really class to be involved in yeah absolutely one thing that one thing that i i regret on the schedule this year is us as a minotaur not being able to get to travel to Ms. Rose's game i think next year if, if i'm right in how that schedule works is that should you guys travel oh, yeah. to us this year so we come up next year yeah so that's one thing i'm really looking forward to because it Pretty much every other Premier Division that player I've talked to has been like, yeah, you don't want to like it because at the end of the day, it's a way game, but it's a great atmosphere. So yeah, uh, I'll be looking forward to next year for sure. Uh, Io, obviously then yourself um, from uh, the Cork Admirals, uh, pretty good, definitely a, gr- a great start to the season. Um, hit a bit of a um, a bit of a, a road bump uh, in the Rebels, but then came back into it at the end of the year and then an unfortunate result against UCD. Can you maybe talk about how uh, how you guys started the season anyway and then how you felt the season went as a whole? Um, yeah, look, I mean, we went into the season pretty positive. Um, you know, we kind of, we played Panthers in the first game and, you know, usually it's just, I suppose the way our defense works and the schemes we play, you know, there's a few, it's kind of a, it's a pretty complicated defense so it's kind of similar to, I suppose, what the Wolfans play so we, um, there's a kind of a lot of moving parts, so we kind of knew going in that you know the first game was going to be kind of tough to you know just you know like like I said at the at the start of this we have as in like in the final we had four rookies and like you know four rookies starting and the oldest one was 21, so three of them were under 20. So we knew it was kind of going to be like, we knew the season was going to be a bit difficult. It, it's strange, I don't know. We went seven on one, and I don't know if you can have a bad seven on one season, but the. Uh, I don't know what it is. It was just a strange one. We couldn't really get, like, I suppose an example is the game we played against you, Joe. It was, I mean, defense for three and a half quarters was close to perfect as you can play. And then, you know, again, the, um, sometimes offense would be playing perfect and defense, like, you know, like the UCD game offense was pretty good. And defense, you know, it could be, yeah. look, it was, it, look, it, if you look at the just on the, on the, you know, what you call it, the results, you'd say 7-0-1 great season, but we kind of felt we didn't do a lot of justice in a lot of games, you know. And now maybe we were comparing ourselves to UCD and the Rebels, but that's kind of who we want to, kind of who we knew we were going to be up against, and they're putting up 50 on, on teams, and I think we broke 40 against the Panthers. That was, that was it. So it was kind of a little, it was a good season, but it was kind of, you know, we were kind of a little bit disappointed in ourselves just kind of going, you know, we felt like, you know, we left a lot of points on the table or we let in a lot of points. So, like, I mean, the goal of the season was to, you know, no more than 14 points per game. Now, a lot, some of the, you know, you can control really some of that, you know, there's offense, you know, there's where the ball lands, there's punts, there's all that stuff. So, I mean, from a defensive perspective with the rookies we had, um, look, it was, it was a good season. Like, you know, we can't really complain about it. We kind of had a chat about it and we're like, you know, we're seven and one, and we still think we're not doing as well as we should be. So you know, that's the kind of that's the that's I suppose that's the um, the mentality Al and uh, Bren have kind of instilled in us. So look, it, it's a good thing. I think you know, with the rookies we have, like you know, Adam, Jerry, you know, Matthew, um, uh, Donald, and um, and Joseph. You know, Joseph is actually a, probably going to the Olympics or something for short put or something like that. He plays D line, so. <laughs> There's a lovely tape. There's the lovely tape of him throwing John McDonald to the ground. Yeah. You know, <laughs> anybody here who knows what John McDonald is knows it's uh, not something you see very often. So it's not easy to do, yeah. Nah, for sure. uh, so he's um, no, he's someone that you know we're looking forward to uh, the next few years on. But look, the 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 UCD game was kind of, it, to be honest, the annoying thing it was the repeat of last year. Yeah. Kind of, you know, we get in there. And the worst thing is we'd actually beat them this year. So we only went in a bit more hope. And then a quarter in, we were kind of like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, a lot of, a, lot of a few different things I can't talk much about. But look, it was just, it was just a disappointing end. And, you know, like, you know, Phil is probably feeling the same. We kind of felt like we didn't do ourselves justice. So, you know, it was, look, again, it's kind of a case where the team with the, how many Americans between those two two teams, probably about eight or nine. A few people who have played, or, you know, that's kind of, I suppose, that's who we're up against. I don't know if at some stage, you know, like in basketball now, like and uh, Phil, uh, Don can probably tell you, you have a two American rule. You can only have two Americans on the team. 
I, I don't know if the league is ever going to do something like that, but it's just, it's it's kind of tough rookies playing against players who have 20, 20 something years experience and they've been playing for a year. It's kind of going to be, it's going to be a very tough bridge to gap. Uh, I just like, you know, we're kind of thinking, how do we, you know, how do we bridge this? Like, how do we, how do we get to where they are? And it's, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's a challenge that I, I, you know, that I kind of, you know, we've, I've talked to, I've talked about it to Al, I've talked about it to Bren. Like, you know, it's like when I moved here and played basketball, it's kind of a case where, you know, I'm American. You kind of have to go through a whole, did you play sports there? And like, you know, there's a whole rigmarole, whereas American football, it doesn't matter. So, you know, you ask yourself the question, you know, how do you expect an 18 year old to play against a guy who's probably 30 or 30 something who's, you know, yeah, you say in the twilight of his career, but played, you know, the one ball. Um, poor Ty Henry. You're not trying to get Ty Henry in this. No, not, now, are you? not, not <laughs> Ty, Ty, no, not Ty. Ty is, I, I think Ty plays, I think Ty plays American football the right way. It's kind of, um, it's like, I, I don't know. I suppose the best way I can put it is I hit hard and whatever, but like my, one of my biggest things is to, you know, transfer the knowledge I have to yeah. the other players, not hit the other players as hard as I can. You know, it's a, it's a case of, you know, we're trying to grow the sport. That's all we're trying to do here. Mm. You know, and you know, like I, I, I really like what Ty is doing and you can see it, you can see it in the, you know, we all played the Rebels from the yesteryears and, you know, everybody has stories about them, but, you know, I'd feel like, you know, you played them twice in a row, but like, I, I found like, you know, the game they played against us. Yeah. They, you know, they beat us, but it was never, it was never a case of, you know, them rubbing in our faces or them trying to do this or do that. It was a good contest. They were extremely efficient. They played well. Ty, you know, Ty found our holes and picked on it. And, yeah. you know, if you, if you, if you text Ty and go, look, how did you do this? How did you do that? You get an answer straight away. And that's kind of, you know, same with myself. And that's kind of the role I kind of play in the team with regards to, you know, the defense and stuff like that, you know, players asking me this and that. And so that's, you know, but I'm never going to be at the level of somebody who's played that amount of football. And then I just, again, it's kind of just something that's kind of been on my mind a lot. It's just how do we as a, you know, as a squad, because we're in Cork, we're not going to get the amount of, you know, joy Dublin is going to get. UCC has too many sports, so we're not going to get anything. Still, you probably have better luck there, but, you know, it's going to be hard for us to kind of draw those players. Mm. So it's going to get to, it's going to get to some, at some stage where you're going to be playing against a team that has four or five Americans. It's, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've touched on kind of, um, like your own philosophy of kind of, uh, like educating people on how to play the sport and the development, um, domestically of the game. And I think that, uh, you know, Cork, really does kind of lead the way in that because your youth system is really so strong and um you know how many of those guys are really starting to come through the the team now how many of you um of the youth squad from an from an offensive perspective i would say jan was on the youths jan would have played youths yeah definitely jake there's the youth quarterback and receiver um maybe four on offense and probably about six or seven on defense because we have Owen, we have Owen is in the second year. We have, you know, Adam, Matthew, and a few of the other lads that I mentioned. Um, you have Dan Sheedy. Um, yeah, no, quite a few, quite a few. So look, you know, like they are tra- there. There's the transference is happening, and that's great. But like, there is this. There's only we don't. We're only going to get to a specific level because we can't have we can't have six practices a week out watching if you, you know, <laughs> so. You know, it's it not, it's not, it, it'd be great if we could, but we, we just don't. So, but look, it, it is like, you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's the pointing end to the season to put it, I suppose, to wrap it all up, the point end to the season. But look, I think we, we did well. Mm-hmm. So you cannot, if we said we'd go 7-1 every year, I don't, I think we'd, you know, you'd bite your hand off to take it. So, you know, you can't really complain much, but yeah. This is it. Yeah. 7-1 and one is, is, is not a bad record. And it, I kind of, it does stand to your attitude to, to be able to say after that, oh, we're 7-1, and one, we're actually disappointed, you know. Um, But anyway, looking ahead to this uh, Shamrock Bowl where we see, as Joe has said, like it, this season is almost like, uh, it's so almost synchronized with the last season. It's almost like a repeat, but there's one game yet to go, of course. Um, so looking at UCD, kind of the three-word game that we have is nothing to lose. 
And yep, you read that right. UCD have nothing to lose here at all either. They win the Shamrock Bowl for a second year in a row and are the best UCD team ever. Or they fall short against an elite Rebels team when many had written UCD off foolishly after their opening games and become the second best UCD team in history after the 2022 team, of course. Then Rebels. Um, their three words for this upcoming matchup is everything or nothing. So if they lose, no one will care that they are 16-0 and 0 over the past two regular seasons. They simply have to win this one and are big favourites to do so. So, Phil, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, whenever you uh, whenever you broke down the uh, the format for the episode, I thought we were going to come up with uh, three word things for the bowl. And uh, oh, yeah. I know, okay, say say it with me. I actually yeah, okay. Well, I I came up with one, and honestly, like mine is uh, maybe very all day. Like I I think I think the whole game is going to revolve around Sean McVeigh. Um, like UCD's offensive line is phenomenal. You know they're huge. They're powerful. Um, like you know, a couple of the guys are on the Ireland team. You know, I've got experience coaching them. I've got experience playing against them. Um, and yeah, Sean's something else as well. Like that test against kind of, you know, the Rebels linebackers and on the front that they have is is kind of going to define the game. I think, in, in my opinion. Um, like that's not to take anything away from um, you know, UCD's defense and like the Rebels' offense is no joke either. You know, like the receiving talent that they have obviously tie like the stable of backs they have and everything you know like game against them um you know they threw for a whole bunch of touchdowns so we went to the semi-final you know in an effort to limit that we were pretty successful at it and then we just died to the run game um you know so it, you know it might be a little bit of an element to pick your poison but i think you know um with the coaching staff they have the talent they have on defense you should be able to do it okay job kind of slowing them down somewhat um but, you know, the Rebels play a style of football where they want to impose themselves on their opponents. Um, you know, I don't think they necessarily pay um, an excessive amount of attention to what teams are trying to take away from them. They want to just play football their way anyway and kind of, you know, rip your soul out from making mistakes when you do make them. Um, but, yeah, I think um, I think it'll be a really close game. Yeah, do you think so? Well, we'll come back around, put a pin in that because we'll come back around and we'll ask you about that. I actually did, before we get to, to UIO, I actually did um, three words myself as well. Um, so mine for the Rebels was rewrite the story. And it's basically just uh, because we're seeing such similarities between this year and, and last year, this is their chance to just rewrite that. And then for UCD, it's run it back. And it's just, uh, I can remember chatting with them at the end um, after the Shamrock Bowl last year. And it was just run it back. And they have the same energy. We're seeing the same kind of elevation at the right time with the of the season as well coming into the, the Shamrock Bowl so those were my my three words that I came up um, Io what were your three words I actually I actually had two it was uh, uh, Go Tai Go and Kenny versus Sean and it was it was it's just so like I suppose again like I this is from osmosis and playing with you know being coached by Brendan for all these years so it's a, it's a game of, it's the football is a game of matchups so the game, I suppose, given an example, the game we played against um, UCD, it was, so I think I, my, I like to say me and Sean collided about maybe six or seven times. And, you know, they had like 100 and something yards, but we won that game. The This game, you know, we just, I, we moved position, someone else was playing outside, different scheme, and Sean cut loose. I think it's going to be, I think Sean and he's he, you know he'll say it himself Sean is going to find it very hard to get away from Kenny it's yeah in this kind of game and with you know Ty wasn't playing um, back there last year and I think he will probably play defense this year um, in the ball so I think he'll probably play both ways I think Dan and Greg are better than they were last year I think they've added a few more pieces on defense um, their free safety is phenomenal They've got an end who is probably the strongest football player I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I can't remember his name. He comes from, I think he flies in from London to play with them. I think Phil has been nice. I, I don't think it's going to be close. I think it's it's not the same defense. And UCD won that game last year by doing something they hadn't done all season. They literally threw the kitchen sink tie. They hit him every way they could. They hit him late. They hit him early. They were sending six. They were sending seven. And he was dropping bombs, and that was like, like I see. I think Kiran is Kiran. Kiran is the cornerback. Yeah, Kiran helped a lot in that game because he gave them time to get to um, Ty. 
I think he can't be everywhere this year. Dan is a lot better. Like we 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 held uh, Dan to probably twenty yards, and then Dan put a hundred and something on us, probably close to two hundred yards. I just I don't know if I don't know I don't know. Like I just I don't see as somebody who played I played we played UCD twice and uh, Rebels once, and we lost. I know we lost to UCD pretty badly, but I think if we got three games against UCD, we'd pick we'd get one. If we got three games against UCD. I don't know. I'd be. It's just. It's you have to. You, you have to. Sorry, against the rebels. Sorry, we got three games against the rebels. I, I just don't know. Like, I, I could you, could you, could you, could you, could you, could you like, could you pick to stop? Like, you pick Dan, Greg. You pick Greg, Dan. The the running game isn't isn't anything to, you know, laugh about. And then there's Ty, who, you know, you, like we play we play three D linemen so. Yeah, um, uh, rebels play four, so McVeigh's gonna have less space than he has he had against uh, against us. So I don't know. I think I think the rebels are built to win. They just they just are. You know, I think it'd be very the, the UCD is gonna very find it very hard to hard to beat them. You know, there was no close games this year. There was no you know last touchdown game. They beat them pretty comprehensively both times. Well, did they? I think there was was there was there one close case? So the second game was uh second one was relatively close, yeah. Yeah, yeah the second one was close, yeah, actually. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I um I just think Ty has gone into this game like a man possessed and he's just say he's they're pretty salty. I know he might not say it, he's uh, he's always he's always Mr. Nice Guy, he always says the right thing. But I think, you know, if you can get into his head this game, he's had this game circled since since that last and <laughs> I see we're gonna see a different uh, different Ty Henry, but look, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think I think yeah, UCD are gonna have a have a tough task on their hands. Well, it's gonna be very hard love to follow up with your your prediction, then your score prediction <laughs> at this point because you kind of you built it up so much. But go on. Well, yeah, well, I suppose there's also the fact that Brian uh, Brian is gonna be uh, Broderick there, good linebacker is gonna be missing half the game. Oh, so yeah, yeah, that there's that. And I think it was it was a Kieran O'Connell was who you were on about that uh Yeah, yeah. A corner, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kieran is not his knee isn't right either. there's a there's a lot of uh there's a lot of dark arts going on behind the behind the scenes probably so yeah. So your your score prediction anyway, what are what are you calling it? Um I'm gonna say I wanna say like thirty five twenty one. Hey. Okay, I th- I think that that's a you know it's an interesting interesting one. Um, I'd I'd find that one actually a difficult one to call. But uh, Phil, you might you might agree or you might disagree with Io. Where where are you at for the? No, I think um I think I was pointed about the you know having three cracks at them is kind of the the key thing for me. You know, like it seems to be trending towards UCD getting better against the Rebels. I mean, like you know this is the team that they want to beat as well. Um. Yeah, like I, I, I just think they'll they'll tip them, um, in like a really close kind of high scoring game, um, yeah, from like something like like thirty eight, thirty five to UCD, thirty eight against 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 that Rebels defense. What's the most anybody's put on them? They scored twenty something during the season. Yeah, it's them. <laughs> that's the only, that's, the, that's the highest points anybody scored against them. And they've got tape. They've got they've got how much? They've got our tape. They uh, I don't know. I don't know. Look, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting. I'm not, I'm not putting any money on it though. <laughs> you know, but I I mean, like to 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 pick you up on it. And this is something that Paddy had said to us before. Was you know the Rebels? They scored what 25 points against UCD in the, in the last game. But you're in the bowl. They scored 24 points on them. You know what I mean? So, um, I I don't know. Like I don't know if it's going to be as as much of a blowout as what we might we might think you know <laughs> yeah I see uh, my reasoning behind it is that you can if you you can scheme to stop UCD it's very hard to scheme to stop the rebels because yeah. it's a it's a it's a race like it's a you, you know you, you at some stage you're gonna have to play one-on-one you're gonna have to play man and it's a race against Greg and against that and Ty is so accurate and he's gotten more accurate if that's even possible from last year like he like we the games we played against him like he might as well have handed the receiver the ball in some of those plays so you know yeah yeah no like you know yeah 
to be fair, I mean, Adan was quite heavily featured in, in last year's Shamrock Bowl and he had actually only, he only joined the team like late in, in the regular season. So, you know, he's coming off a full regular season now. So maybe that, maybe that will be the difference for them. Um, not, he's not just going to be running goal balls anymore now. Like he's runs a few different things. So that's, it's just like I've watched, like on both of them, I'd say I've watched about 40 hours of tape on them. No word of lies. Just before the games, I literally, that's, I, I just locked myself into him in a room and just watched and watched and watched. So I don't know. I don't know. I, like, you know, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be great if it's a close game, if it's a battle, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Coach, could we get a score? Pred- oh, we, did we get the score prediction after you got it? Yeah. We did. We did. Jesus, here's me forgetting. Uh, Kelly, I suppose, uh, while, while we're here, I suppose we may as well give our own score predictions on this one. Oh, no, I'm not getting into that. I'm only the host. You know what I mean? No, no, no. This is why we have the experts. You know, this is why we have the... We've one going for the Rebels, one going for UCD. I find that... Uh, I find that... Um, that very interesting. No, if I... If I do have to choose... I suppose at the start of the season, I said that I thought UCD would run it back just because didn't see any reason why, why they wouldn't. I think kind of... Since then... I think that, like... A bit like what Iowa had said, like, you know, I think the Rebels just really weren't, weren't, were shocked by what they were given by UCD in the bowl. And then to be given that in such a big game as well. Yeah. Um, and to be forced into a position where you just haven't been all season. Um, and then to know how to react to that, like mentally, emotionally and stuff. And I think that they kind of had to change the game plan there and then um, in the bowl the biggest stage of the year like that I think that those are all the things that went away from them as Liam Ryan kind of often points out they totally moved away from the run quicker than probably they wanted to whereas this year I just I do think that UCD will give them a hell of a game but I just don't think that the Rebels will be shocked by it you know what I mean so that's where I see like the Rebels being a more mature and more veteran team and, this year. and also there is sorry I know we talk about Dan and Greg like there's also I think Jadrian Another American receiver who I think he caught three on us. Um, you know, he's just come, he's just breaking in. Dave King is not a rookie anymore. Ooh. And like I'm pretty sure on defense they have like four new starters. And it's not like, oh, the other player left. It's like these lads came in and took the spot. Yeah. Interesting. So Joe, what are your thoughts? I'd um I'd lean rebels. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. Um I think UCD are going to be missing key pieces uh, at least for the first half. I think that's where we see a lot of the game, you know, a lot of the story of the game come through in that first half. I'd say maybe, I'd say a second half would be a lot closer if if how I see the first half happening goes, goes the way I see it happening. Then I'd say maybe UCD might start to crawl back late, but I think it'll be it'll be a little too, or too little too late. I think I'd say probably one score. I'd probably say thirty-one twenty-five rebels. Um, I'd say, yeah, I can't see it being any closer. I would love to see UCD kind of come through again, um, and you know call. It would be causing an upset at this at this stage, um, especially after going five and three in the regular season, coming in through the third seed, and then, you know, basically making their own destiny. I suppose in that they were nearly written off. For you know, some people were even starting to say, "Geez, are they even going to make the playoffs?" And here they are in the Shamrock Bowl again. I think it'd be very, uh, very poetic for them to to beat to beat the Rebels. I just don't see it happening. I see a one one score game, and we still have Fionn and Craig on the line. So, Silas, you're here. Fionn, what are what are your predictions for the Shamrock Bowl? Well, I'm just a D two simpleton, so I'm not sure what I can add to the conversation. But I think uh, Joe said he's leaning Rebels. I think I'm kind of falling Rebels. I did get to to ref the game between uh, Joe's Minotaurs and the Rebels, and. As Ao said, it's just very hard to see what you can take away from them that's really going to make them struggle. And we talked about Sean and the UCD offense, and you kind of look at that that excellent Rebels defense and then think, well, if they're struggling, they just plug Ty in, and then they get even even better again as soon as he starts playing both ways. So 
I'm going to go a little bit off script. I think it's going to be much more of an unbalanced game. I'm going to take the Rebels 42 to 17. 217 Rebels. Ooh, big ones. And Craig, what are your thoughts? Uh, I haven't had a chance to actually see either of the teams play, but I think judging from the last score, it's going to be a flip. It's going to be 25-24 UCD. Oh. Wow. They're, they're, they're not going to want to lose. You know, they lost them twice in the regular season. They're they're gonna stick it to them in the in the bowl there. Okay. So we've got I'm four money's working that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So we might end the episode there, Joe. Um, or is there anything else that anybody wants to add that we haven't maybe covered already? Oh I don't think so. I think we're fairly good. Um yep. on the reminder that you can get tickets for the Shamrock Bowl, Shamrock Bowl thirty five at MTU Stadium. Uh, tickets are available on universe.com uh, AFI has all the links in their socials and their bios and all that sort of stuff so uh, make sure you get down I think this is a 10 euro or 8 euro ticket or you can get a family ticket for 20 euro or something like that uh, pretty good day there'll be entertainment and food and beverages and all that sort of stuff there so um, MTU is a great venue obviously it was there last week for the Cork UCD game um, it really is a great place to, to watch a football game so it should be a good day out Um a reminder as well that all the bowl games will be streamed this year. So the Division 2 Bowl, uh, again, July 8th, uh, this Saturday, 2pm, from Dundalk Rugby Club, will also be streamed by uh, Green Zone Ireland on their socials. Uh, AFI will be sharing that out too. And the next day then, Sunday, July 9th, 2pm, from Gary Owen Rugby Club in Limerick. Uh, that game will be live streamed on the AFI YouTube channel as will the Shamrock Bowl 35 next weekend after that, uh, July 16th. Sunday from, I think, 3 p.m. is the kickoff time for that. That will also be live streamed on the AFI YouTube channel. Uh, guys, uh, thanks so much for coming uh, on the show today for all of you here. Um, we really do appreciate the insights and the bit of a conversation at the end of the day about uh, an, an odd sport that we all seem to love for some reason. <laughs> um, thanks, everyone, for listening as well. Uh, we really do appreciate it and we will see you very soon probably for a review of all the bowl games and then maybe a little bit of a dive into the flag football season which is coming up July 15th I think is the first day of games for that uh, with that I suppose we'll end the show uh, we've been your host Joe Kinahan Kenny Dwyer thank you so much for listening guys cheers cheers